0: Welcome to an Owner's Guide for Your Life, the podcast that combines psychology, coaching, common sense, and fun. I'm Tracy Browning, an entrepreneur, life coach, and lover of people. Now, let's talk about how to live, love, make money, and change the world. Hey, I'm glad you're here. I am smack dab in the middle of launching a new project right now, and since you're listening to this, you are part of my project, so yay, thanks for being here. I started this podcast a month ago, we're on episode 5, and my brain has been offering up all kinds of trash talk ever since I started, but I've continued releasing regular episodes, So let's talk about how do you move forward, even when your brain is like yelling or whispering? And sometimes using that kind, caring mama voice. What do you do when your brain's giving you thoughtful targeted reasons and sometimes insults? Why does this matter to you? Well. It's not just my brain that does this. I know your brain's done it too. You may not have the same words going through your head, but you got the same sentiments. You start something, or maybe you just want to start something, you know, a project, a job, even a conversation, and your brain starts giving you reasons about why it's a really bad idea. You want to talk to the guy at the brewery, but then you think, oh why would he talk to me so you never say a word to him or you think oh well exercise sounds like a really good idea and I know I should but you don't ever get around to it because you got to decide on the right equipment and you got to buy the right clothes and you don't want to turn into one of those in-your-face instagrammers and so well maybe maybe you'll just go for a walk in the neighborhood, but. too hot and there's that pesky dog and you know those kids are always out drawing with their sidewalk chalk so you'll just stay inside. Ooh, Netflix yeah (laughs) I know my brain does it too. Let me give you a sneak peek into my brain. I start to work on my podcast and I hear things like you know this doesn't really matter to anybody or oh this is harder than I thought do I really want to keep going and this one this one is like in a mama voice aren't you tired sweetie he's like tired maybe you should just rest and take care of yourself and here's one that pops up over and over who do you think you are Oh, guess what friends our brains are just doing their jobs of being normal brains. Now we want to hit some obvious suspects first. So like let's look at the physical realm of things. You want to roll through these possibilities here. Maybe your brain is reacting to stress or hormones. Huh? Or maybe you need some sleep or your blood sugar's whacked out or you're hungry or <laughs> or hangry. Mm, maybe it's like something in your environment. If I'm cold, you can forget it. I am not nice when I'm cold and I don't think very well. Or maybe something's up with your body chemistry. Or maybe it's a medication effect. You know, all these physical things of course they impact us on our thinking. And each one of those, it's worth digging into if it's something that's on your radar. I'm not going to talk about them right now. We'll talk about them in later episodes. But right now, let's just say those most likely physical suspects, they're all in the clear. And your brain is just being a jerk for no obvious reason. What's happening? Well, our brains like these few things here above all the other things. They like to operate efficiently because brains are just these incredible intricate systems and they love to keep us safe. Our primal brain wants us to like be safe in the tribe, so they don't want us to do anything that might get us kicked out and have to go forage for berries and fight tigers all by ourselves. They want to keep us safe. Now, I I don't want to sound like I'm hating on brains here. I am not. I love brains. Matter of fact, I'm going to throw in a few brain facts just so I can, like, keep my nerdy little self happy. And we need to love on our brains a little bit. So here's a few facts. The average adult in a resting state, guess how much of your body's energy is consumed by your brain? It's like 20% a lot of energy for this like relatively small little section for yourself even if you got a big head it's still 20 percent of your body's energy now your brain never shuts off <laughs> and you may go oh sister i know that But I'm not talking about your thoughts and your dreams, but I'm talking about when you're sleeping at night, your neurons are like in constant interaction. They're chit-chatting away. Well, you know, they're updating each other and building pathways and stuff. That's where most of the energy is consumed. Now, your brain doesn't keep a store of energy on hand. That's why it's really important that if we don't have a constant flow of oxygen, you know, bad things happen to our brain so it it always needs constant energy and the last brain fact now you're probably sitting there with your cell phone or a laptop right around you maybe all of them maybe a whole bunch of them your brain is so much more impressive than those devices they're just amazing amazing things and our brains you know they can they calculate they do these things But what's really cool is that it's called parallelism. They can do more than one thing at a time. So, like, we can go walk the dog and avoid the car and talk ourselves out of things all at once. It's pretty amazing what they can do. So, now that we've celebrated some facts about our brains, and I feel a little bit better that I've loved on our brain, now we're going to talk some straight talk about brains. So everything physical seems okay, but your brain is still acting like a jerk and saying stuff. You've got these thoughts in your head. What can you do? Well, first, realize that these thoughts, they really feel true. But thoughts are just sentences in your head. They run through your head like that message board that goes across the bottom of the TV screen. You know, it's just constantly updating, telling you stuff. And Some of it's true, like, yeah, you really do need to go pick up red at the store. But some of it's not true. You're not a worthless piece of trash. We get to choose what to believe. So it does make sense to choose to believe things that support us. But, oh man, thoughts. They are in our head. So it's not just that they're close to us. They're inside us. It's so intimate. And we hear them in in a familiar voice. So it really feels true. I mean, (laughs) you don't hear like some foreign accent and think, is that Albert Einstein dropping knowledge bombs on me? No, it sounds like the judgment from your fourth grade teacher. Yeah, mama, I'm talking about my fourth grade teacher again. But these thoughts, you know, they come from way back in our family, or they come from society, or old relationships, or or decisions that we've made. But we're not completely at their mercy. We can be aware of them and evaluate. So it's, it's like driving on the interstate. I was driving, actually, yesterday. I'm driving down the road. And I go to pass this truck. And what do you think he does? He speeds up. So now I've either got to like let him kick it in and go past, or I've got to speed up. And, you know, sometimes it's like this competitive, oh, you can't pass me kind of thing. You know this, guys. I'm not going to call any names. I'm just going to move on. But sometimes what happens when you're going to pass that car, it doesn't have anything at all to do with you You've just attracted their attention, and so now they've realized, oh, hey, I'm not going the speed limit. I should go the speed limit. Well, that's kind of what we want to do with our thoughts. Like, we want to have our thoughts brought to our attention so we're not just like coasting on autopilot. Now, (laughs) I'm laughing because I started to say we're coasting mindlessly, But it's not mindlessly at all because our mind is always at work. But we don't want to just be coasting through without being aware of what we're thinking. So now we're seeing our thoughts, but let's don't argue with them. What you resist persists. You just want to go look for different, more supportive thoughts that feel believable to you. You want to look for evidence of what you want to think. So, like in my example of launching my podcast, one of my thoughts is it doesn't matter to anyone. So what do I want to do? I want evidence that it does matter. So here it is. Matters to my family. They don't really have to care about it, but they do. I'm fortunate. I've got evidence In the back end of my podcast platform, I've got analytics that tell me people in multiple countries have listened to my podcast. I've got reviews on Apple Podcasts. I've gotten messages from people who've listened, actual messages from real people who have listened. And most importantly, it matters to me. So instead of just accepting the thought that pops through my head that, oh, it doesn't matter to anyone I've got a lot of evidence that it does matter. So now that I've got evidence of what I want to think, the next thing we want to do, we want to practice believing the thoughts that help us. Now, obviously it's apparent that I have practiced, whether I meant to or not, and I promise you I really didn't mean to practice this, but I've practiced believing that I'll be safer in the world if I'm quiet and I don't produce a podcast. That's the underlying message that my brain wants to give me, that quiet is safer. There might be a little bit of, "Mm, polite ladies don't speak up. Hmm, (laughs) maybe that's a little bit of that underlying, good girls are nice and quiet. Hmm, I don't know, but at any rate, quiet's safer. Um, maybe it's just my brain trying to like save my physical and mental energy or trying to keep me from getting a headache from figuring these things out that I've had to figure out with technology or it may be it really wants to save me from rejection or embarrassment doing anything in a public forum oh goodness whoo it's really vulnerable and that's uncomfortable, and it doesn't feel safe at all, and really, it's likely a combination of all these things that my brain is doing, trying to keep me safe, but I really want to practice believing the thoughts that are going to move me towards my goal, so what can I do? All right, so I look for evidence, right? I write it down. I want to write it down. Journal it. Write it down on a piece of paper. And when you write it down, you want to read it over and over. You don't want to just write it down once and like shove it in a desk drawer and never think about it again. That's not extremely helpful, though it's a little bit helpful. No, you want to look at it over and over. I'll (laughs) I'll tell you something I've done. Yes, I am an adult woman with no little kids in the house, but I went and bought some Crayola window crayons. I made a list of words that i wanted to think about myself and i wrote them on my bathroom mirror so every time i walk into my bathroom and i'm not going to tell you how many times a day i walk into my bathroom but it's a lot i look at these words that i have written in five different colors but the words that i want to think about myself and i don't always read every single one but i look at them and go yeah That's who I want to be. This is the kind of person that produces a podcast. This is the kind of person that goes after her dreams. Now, (laughs) you may think that's really ridiculous to write on your mirror. But listen, you don't want to be shy about doing whatever you think will help you. What's more ridiculous, writing words you love on the mirror or talking yourself out of going for your dreams? Yeah, I gave you a look right there. You know what's more ridiculous. If you're going to own your life, it's your job to discover what you want to do with your life and to go get what you need. What are you willing to do to have the life you want? Who do you want to be? What are you willing to feel? What are you willing to think to have the life that you want? Now, I have a goal of reaching as many people as I can to help them understand how to use their minds to have the life they want. I am literally being the change I want to see in the world. And I decided I'm willing to do things that are uncomfortable and that stretch me and that enlarge my boundaries at this point. It's more painful for me to not do my podcast than it is to do the podcast because it really is a tool to help me reach the people I want to reach. But it wasn't always like this. Now here was, here's a big turning point. A few years ago, I don't know if you've heard of 75 Hard, Andy Frisella came up with the 75 Hard program and in a nutshell, it's like this challenging exercise thing that you do for 75 days you choose an eating plan you drink a gallon of water a day you don't drink alcohol you take a daily progress picture you exercise two times a day for 45 minutes one of those 45 minute stretches has to be outside and you read from a business or a personal development book and if you miss any step you have to start over so, what do you think I did? All right, I start 75 hard. And on freaking day two, I forget to read. And I read all the time. I mean, I like, I read more than one book a week. So that was just, oh, I was so put out. So, day two, I start back over. <laughs> so here I am, 75 hard. Um, and I'm at this point that I'm going to tell you about. I'm about halfway through 75 hard, and it is a cold, dreary, rainy, nasty day. And I have done everything except my outdoor exercise. <laughs> I keep putting it off and putting it off because I don't want to go walk in the rain. No, it's yuck. <sighs> so I realize like late afternoon that I'm just going to have to suck it up and go do this or not and start over. So I go get my dog who loves to be in the rain because he's a lab. I put his leash on. I get my raincoat, my hood, my hat and everything. So we start walking and I am not happy. But about five minutes in, I have this particular thought and I just burst into tears. I realize that for the first time in I don't even know how long, I can't even do it without crying. I showed up for myself. I'm a a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a professor. I'm a coach. I'm a business owner. I'm all these things. I take care of people. That was my identity. And somewhere along the way, I'd learned the lesson that my value wasn't taking care of everybody else. And it just hadn't clicked. That I just wasn't doing that for me. But in that moment, in the cold, nasty rain, as I'm walking through my neighborhood, sobbing, but nobody could tell because it was raining, (laughs) but I showed up. For me, you know, I'd heard the example of the flight attendants when they tell you on the plane that put your oxygen mask on first before you try to help anybody else. You know, I'd heard it, but this was, it, it just hit me in the chest that, oh, this is it. I'm experiencing it. I showed up for me. I'm taking care of me. Oh, so. Have you ever experienced really showing up for yourself like that? If you haven't, oh, I'd spend some time pondering that one. Because realizing you can trust yourself to show up for you, it's unbeatable. It will have you do things like share stories on a podcast and cry and just keep going. <laughs> oh, I've spent a lot of time in my life managing my mind getting coached, coaching others, coaching, learning how to manage my mind. It has changed my life. And I wanna share that, that gift with the world. Deepak Chopra says, every cell of our being is constantly listening in on the dialogue in our minds. What are you telling yourself? And now, go live, love, make some money, and let's change the world.